All right, welcome everyone to Joe Star All Stars, a podcast by four Iggy Side Story Nerds for all you Iggy Side Story Nerds out there. As always, I'm Joey Foyles. I'm Grant. I'm Tim. There's nothing okay about this episode. Rocky should be in jail. I'm Victor. No, I said, <laughs> and he is Victor. Thing about the episode, the Iggy Side Story. It, it's a solid two minutes of content that's wonderful in this episode. And <laughs> is it gosh. in the manga? <laughs> Oh, no. God. And today we're here to talk to you about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, episode 32, Sets Alessi, part one. Oh boy. This is a, it's a JoJo Bizarre Adventure podcast where we it's a watch along, watch every single episode. By contract. So, <laughs> there's no contract. There's no contract it's just there. momentum at this point. Victor, are you saying you didn't like this episode? By the end of this episode, <laughs> I considered abandoning the podcast just so I wouldn't have to watch the next one. <laughs> that is not a joke. <laughs> what what convinced you to keep going? What, yeah, what pushed the tower over? I want to know. Hulu autoplay? <laughs> I can just see the image of you sitting defeated after the end of the episode and seeing the next one come auto playing in 10. I didn't have control over the setup at the time. I would have had to ask my friends that I was watching with just, just don't, just stop. And like all I had the energy to do was throw my phone on the ground. Like, no. <laughs> I was just, I, I had nothing left. I had lost the will to live. Aw. So, I don't think, this, know, I don't well, think this is that bad. I, mm, mm, mm. I think it's not the great. set episodes are the worst two episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, undoubtedly. I haven't seen the rest of it, and I could not possibly imagine it going lower than this awful, <laughs> awful I, garbage. I, I, I still don't think this is worse than Blue and Tarkus. Oh God! Blueford and Tarkus feels like a walk in the park after this. I, okay, Blueford and Tarkus was just random, awful bullshit. This was physically painful to me. I was audibly groaning for eighty percent of these episodes. <laughs> there is some joy to be had, though. Iggy side story is about it for me. Oh, there's at least one other good moment here. Actually, there there are a few. It's just that when it gets every time set. Unless he's on screen, it's a nightmare. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. Just Alessi, there's another character that's a real nightmare to look at on screen every time. Oh, yeah. Look, Polnareff. Alessi is eliciting the response that I think was intentional. That, that's true. I They're mean, there's no thing. way you design a character like that for, you know, fans to gravitate toward <laughs> I don't know sometimes they miss the mark and that becomes the fan favorite it's terrible <laughs> man uh, I really, I really mesh with a Alessi and then you just stop talking whoever fucking says that you never have to talk to that person again <laughs> oh interesting goodbye Alessi's kids are not welcome here <laughs> uh, who's your favorite stand user Alessi that's him, Get officer. Out. That's him right there. <laughs> Get him before he gets away. <laughs> Why aren't you shooting? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, a 
Okay. So this episode starts with the best with... part of the show. Eh, well, St- this is a good one. There's end of the world. Sh- it just goes right into end of the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. It starts with end of the world. Best <laughs> highlight of the episode. <laughs> so I, I, I have noticed this for a while, and I want to point it out here just so I have it on record that I've noticed this for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. Why is uh, why is Kakuin color shifted for the whole opening like i i made sure to pay attention this time it's literally every scene he's in and he's the only one uh don't actually answer that (laughs) i don't i'm I'm just gonna watch it the background and we won't have an answer for you but yeah i just call out i I haven't actually noticed because i was like okay i'm trying to notice things and i'm like why is kakuin color shifted and he's the only one and it's throughout the whole opening it's a Uh, dramatic color shift too like he's got white hair there's a lot of scenes where he looks the same oh abdul's also color shifted Hmm. Hmm. i mean i just assume that they play around with the colors so much it doesn't really matter yeah but uh yeah Anyway, we we can do a break. We'll do a breakdown of this later. A breakdown. Oh yeah, once we get through the season, and you can explain everything like without spoiling it. Yeah, it'll be yeah. good. So yeah, we get out of the best part of the episode and do a pretty funny scene with these like children playing in the mud because we flash back to uh, Jotaro and Polnareff just chilling, waiting for uh... <laughs> man. It's been thirty minutes, and we're right outside the hotel. You think we should go you check? Think on they them? got it. You think they got attacked by an enemy stand? Let's give them 30 more minutes. <laughs> God. They they were finally like, uh, let's uh let's go for it. Poldrev says, "Come on, Iggy." And Iggy, you fantastically goes along with them and then immediately abandons them. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. But hold on, we don't skip over the scene with the children, which is actually very funny. I think it's cute. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it, here, so here's innocent. your whiskey soda, ma'am. And I'm like, what are these kids playing? They're playing house, but like, she's they're clearly about... imitating her mother. Like, yeah, they're, they're playing Desperate Housewives more. Like, <laughs> they're playing Desperate Housewives. They're pretending the mud is booze and stuff. And it cut like after they say this, like, oh yeah, he's like cheating on my husband's on a business trip, so I don't have to care. <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts over to pulling the ref on the pan out, and he's like, children are so innocent, so you know. Innocent. <laughs> Like, excuse me. It's a good joke. <laughs> it was good. They just—they just don't know better, right? The... They don't know that their parents are trash, but we do. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, there's a fourth kid, and uh, I'm shocked that Iraqi has drawn these children that don't look like his other children that he's drawn. Yeah, they're probably not in the manga. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're less monstrous than his previous attempts. That's about uh, all I can say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's just really yeah. not much to say about that. But yeah. anyways, this this uh, fourth kid wants to play with these other kids, and so he tries to go over and hang out with them and bumps into the most stand user-ass looking <laughs> stand user that you could ever <laughs> possibly imagine. He has carrot top hair, or like Bozo oh. the Clown hair, with bells hanging from it. This and it, I don't have to describe him any further than that. <laughs> Dressed all in purple. Oh, he, he's got these, like, shitty glasses on. Like, ugh. Alessi is essentially the origin of all these memes. Wait, there could be a stand user anywhere. <laughs> there could be anybody. The stand user. 
Eleven. This motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I really see him as, you know, the, the emoji on Twitter for clown. That's mm-hmm. what I see. Don't like it. <laughs> He's a nightmare made flesh. He's don't, actually don't the like emoji it. for Stan User now. He's this wearing is, uh... suspenders over a purple striped shirt over a teal undershirt. <laughs> it's not great. No. No, there's nothing good about this motherfucker. Nothing so, yeah. good about... <laughs> This guy. <laughs> I don't know. He has an axe that says axe on it. It does say <laughs> axe on it, in case you forgot what it was. So, uh, uh, he, he, so he talks to this kid, and he's like, all right, kid, you, uh, you, you, bumped some, you bumped into me, splashed some mud on me. Like, where, where's your dad? And I was like, oh, well, my dad's at work. Well, attaboy. Uh, where's your mom? Uh, well, she's, well, she's, she's at home doing laundry. Home. Yeah. Attaboy. That means you're here all alone. And then he proceeds to beat the shit out of this kid for ruining his <laughs> pants. And I'm like, oh, we're really, like, hammering at home how shitty this dude is right off the bat. His introduction is violent child abuse. Yes, I violent mean, child abuse to a complete, it, sh- like, I, I don't know how to describe this other than just a completely well, fucking, like, shit heel of a human being. He, it, A, hates children. B will not beat up a child if there are adults around. So he's scared of other adults. Yeah. Even though he has a stand. The thing I like most about him though is that he is such a weenie. He is <laughs> such a I don't want to call him an incel, but <laughs> if the, No, you can you can call him that, that, that this is an appropriate comparison. If the shoe fits. Yeah, he's you know pedophile. <laughs> it's that? creepy. He says he gets off on beating up children later. Yeah, yeah. not a yeah. good thing. No, no. it's not great. Thing. Somehow no. he's taken a dark, <laughs> not just your classic pedophile. <laughs> he only gets off when beating the children. I don't even think you can call him a pedophile. He doesn't really display any proclivities toward that. He just likes killing kids. So, we hate a lesson. I, I think I can still call him a pedophile, but yes, worst. So, yeah. Yeah. I, so I, in I, terms of I, villains that we've gotten on JoJo, this is about as little to grab onto as possible for uh, like liking a villain. I mean, I, I will say, as ridiculous as it is, I do like his design. It's stupid. It's so stand user. I like that during the episode, his... His weird hair puffs that come out that look like they're bolted to the back of his head. Mm-hmm. I had a moment where I'm like, what is this reminding me of? Because every scene, they're like moving in different directions, almost with his mood. They're uh-huh. like those stupid cat ear mechanical con things you get. <laughs> the headbands that move with your brainwaves. Yeah, it's supposed to move that's with your brainwaves. <laughs> that's what they are. That That is nothing like what is here. Like I, It's exactly what his hair is. <laughs> I did not see anything uh, maybe it's because i was looking away from the screen so <laughs> you, <laughs> you had your hands over your face no uh, no, no. <laughs> i couldn't watch i could not lay my eyes on the screen there's too much baby dick in this episode <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of baby dick <laughs> I, we've we've gone through some bad episodes of this series, all right. We've gone through, you know, story time with Dio, Blueford, and Tarkus, all right. That's normal bad episode anime trash, all right. Like that, those are just bad episodes of of any show, right? This is specifically bad to to this show, I think. Like the, uh, you could not have an episode of this low quality of this 
strange nature and just utter filth in any <laughs> other anime. I I mean, we already had strength. Okay, look, this episode is bad in many of the same ways as strength, except it's twice as long and twice as problematic. <laughs> uh, Victor, I'm, I'm gonna break it to you. This is not the, this is not the only naked child bathroom scene we get in JoJo. Again, <laughs> we're we've already got two. Uh, the next one is less prolonged and much more played for the terror. It rightly is. Yeah, I've never seen a show that was more dedicated to showing me so much baby dick. Have you ever seen the original Dragon Ball? I've seen the original Dragon yeah. Ball, but it's not this sustained. <laughs> there is a lot. It, it probably a, adds yes, up over yes. time, but it's not all at once like this is. Oh, yeah. Like, this is just concentrated shoving baby dick in the viewer's face. Eh, at least anyway, it's restricted in this on. episode. Let's let's move and- on from that. <laughs> So, we get to the what's the best part of this episode, where we just get two minutes of the day in the life of Iggy. Yeah. Yep. He's just, <laughs> he like... just steals someone Euro, and then walks off with it. Sees, <laughs> sees jo- Joseph and Avdol in a stand fight, <laughs> and then just turns this. around and walks away. <laughs> just walks out to the climax. They're covered in junk. They're getting their, Mariah's giving her speech, and Iggy just kind of looks up and is like, Nah. <laughs> as if to tease us uh, with the fact that we could have been watching a better episode <laughs> I know we're looking back on the better episode it's like oh man that was, that was a good episode Mariah was a good stand user hey, you know, after these two Victor how do you feel about the previous two episodes Mariah every episode before these <laughs> seems like a golden masterpiece including strength <laughs> strength wasn't so bad now was it it had a monkey in a cat Captain's outfit playing with a Rubik's cube. I mean, yeah, he he did. His method of fucking with children was just to do things like smoke a cigarette in front of them because he knew it was weird for a monkey to be doing that, or, or invade their shower time. No, don't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> Look at porn. <laughs> so, going back to what we were saying, there is like nothing to latch onto with Alessi for likability we've had villains in this show like captain dragon where we're just like that guy should have just joined the team yeah right <laughs> and here we have alessi who i wish had gotten less than one second of screen time <laughs> negative <laughs> one second so jotaro and polnareff wonder off they're they're going to look for uh abdal and joseph because they already saw in the hotel room that they had already left and so they're walking down the street and Polnareff, Nat 20s his perception check and turns sure. around and he sees this stand looking motherfucker. <laughs> and like, I've never seen a character be so good at passing perception checks, but so bad at insight. <laughs> He's like, he, yeah. like Polnareff has been the one who always spots something like before anybody else. And it's kind of upsetting to me. And then he's like, wow, he's just got a sword. He's not going to use his stand? (laughs) (sighs) But he actually, like, figures it out this time. He's like, okay, this guy who is obviously a stand user, the most obvious stand user I've ever seen in my life, he pulls out Silver Cherry and tries to attack him. And, of course, uh, Alessi retaliates. 
I mean, unless he tries to roll bluff with a negative 10 in charisma. <laughs> He's yeah. like, oh, I, I dropped my change. Yeah, I dropped my... <laughs> Just better pick it up with my... Fu- like, he is very <sighs> bad at this. He, he's, he's not good. Oh, my God. If he had just surreptitiously, like, walked up to them and been like, hey, can I get directions to what? You know, I don't know, used his axe on them from behind, used his other weapon that he has on him <laughs> we'll, we'll from behind. <laughs> I'm so mad at Alessi. He's not experienced at attacking adults. He just doesn't have it. He's just not good at it. You know, this makes a lot more sense because that probably may have worked on a child, his bluff check there. But on, I guess, the razor sharp wit of Polnareff. It has no- <laughs> this is- Polnareff actually pulls a clever move where he's like, yeah, I'm just going to attack with my stand. And if you flinch, you're a stand user. How about oh, that? If, on- if only jo- <laughs> Jotaro had figured this out on Captain Dragon's ship. Yep. <laughs> yeah. of, if you if you have a stand, you, you've got this particular vein on your nose. Smoke. Smoke. <laughs> no, I'm gonna have Star Platinum punch you in the face, and if you flinch, you get two for flinching. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead. No, uh, all you. No, I, was I don't want to talk on. about this episode. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Alessi uh, retaliates by bringing out his stand, which is like a big shadow with, with really creepy eyes. Ugh, and I hate Polnareff, those eyes. It, oh, it's, yeah. it's quick on the jump. He, he leaps into the air to not let this shadow touch him, but he got grazed by it. And He does not get touched. He I mean, clearly allegedly gets grazed by it. Uh, he, he, clearly, he clearly dodged it, but whatever. And, and he uh, chases after Alessi, who gets, gets sprinting. And as we're running after him, you hear like you hear Polnareff's voice get more and more childlike. The his well, view is getting he, shorter and shorter. He shouts. He does. He actually does the smart thing. He's like Jotaro, stand user, come to me. And I don't know what's wrong with Jotaro. This. <laughs> Jotaro is completely oblivious. I don't get it. This is so out of character. It's because he's paired up with Polnareff, and the last time he was paired up with Polnareff, he said, never send me with that man again. And so now I'm convinced that he's just like... No, Polnareff, go! Wait up, Just sandbagging. Just sandbagging. Because, like, later in the episode, there's no way you look at that outfit and that hair and those earrings and just think, nah. You're a a normal-looking child in Egypt. (laughs) Have you seen a... (laughs) Jotaro is is smart. He's probably one of the smartest Stardust Crusaders. I am convinced that he knew it was up and just... Just decided let, to let it happen. Just yeah, this let is it his go. Chance. This is his chance. Finally. <laughs> Finally. Be free of this curse. <laughs> so, yeah, his voice, the voice is getting higher and higher. It, this is actually a well made scene, I think. You, the first person sort of shot. CGI. Yeah. yeah. First person for a while to nominally hide what's going on, even though if you have half a brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you know what's happening here. But no, it's you're... effective still. It's 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 the correct thing to do to to make this yes. scene work. Yeah, but um, Alessi manages to get away. Like, uh, Polnareff bumps into somebody, falls over, and he's like, "Why is everybody so big? Like, like what's going on here?" He like looks into his reflection and uh, uh some glass at a storefront, and he's like, "Oh, I'm 
a kid. Uh, uh, no, no, no. A lot of things happen before he looks at his reflection. All right, like it takes gets, him like ten minutes to figure this out. <laughs> he gets scared by like a dog running up on him, and uh, Tim has posted oh, yeah. the manga panel of this dog. <laughs> Look, this I, dog I thought we were trying dog. to get through this episode. We gotta talk about this dog. Let's take this scenic Groot. Come on, (laughs) Grant, you're rushing to the parts we all hate. Problem here. Yeah, but But that's where the good stuff is. No, this dog has human eyes and it's hideous. Uh, It is just a lot of really wavy lines, and it looks kind of spectral. It's weird. I hate it. In this. in the manga panel, Araki has drawn a ghost dog. <laughs> it's sure. the only way to describe it. Uh, <laughs> it is wiggly. <laughs> with two Q-tips coming out of snows. Uh, anyway, the thing I want to talk about is that Polnareff just mouths off to a random dude, and this dude just punches a kid. Well, <laughs> I think he slaps I- him. At first, Polnareff runs into the guy, and the guy's like, hey, kid, watch it. You can get hurt doing this. He's actually very helpful at first. And then Polnareff's like, fuck you, old man. And he's like, all right, kid, what the... And the guy's 180 into child abuse. <laughs> Just like a light switch. <laughs> it, it was Respons- the 80s. Responsible adult to abusive adult. Like, 180 into hey, child abuse. I think, I think it's Check. an important distinction that he slapped him and didn't punch him like Alessi uh, punched the kid earlier. I don't so, degrees of child abuse (laughs) it's still just a stranger's kid (laughs) yeah i guess it was the 80s anything can happen this whole episode i'm like why are so many people doing so much stuff with strangers kids in this episode (laughs) yeah oh yeah you just steal a kid (laughs) yeah let me let me swipe this kid off the street and give him a bath like he was bleeding (laughs) so maybe take him to a hospital? Anyways, we're, we're skipping past uh, <laughs> where Jotaro encounters ba- uh, like child Polnareff on the street. Polnareff is like, hey, Joe, something? I can't remember so, your name. What oh, happens no. here? Fine, no, you could help me. Polnareff inexplicably has very selective memory loss. Alessi explains this as him reverting to a childlike state, but it's just... It, all this means is that he can't remember Jotaro's name. That's the only thing he ever forgets. Yeah, that's the only thing that ever happens. No, 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 no. Because his childlike mind gives him a childlike stand. Well, <laughs> and also, Grant, I think you're right. There is no possible... Like, Polnareff would look at Pol... Polnareff figured out he's a kid. Why can't you... Like, th- that yeah. bar was cleared. Jotaro looks down at this tiny French silver-haired, <laughs> flat-topped... Yeah, with earrings. It, it, yeah, and he has the adult clothes on still, and it's all, like, drooping off of him. And he, Jotaro... and he doesn't think, hey, this is Polnareff. Jotaro even <laughs> asks, hey, did a French guy come by here with hair like yours? <laughs> yeah, he looks a lot like you, but if you were an adult. And then and Polnareff is like, yeah, that's me. It was me. And, and Jotaro's like, eh, whatever. Eh, bye. Eh, okay. <laughs> Jotaro's like a... clearly trying to get Polnareff killed here. <laughs> Especially because he doesn't turn around at the sounds of fighting and terror that just happen immediately after he walk, starts walking He, he turns around, but he doesn't oh see anything because they duck behind the wall. Can we... He's like, eh, it's fine. I just I just want y'all to stop for a second because uh-huh. y'all y'all need the worst manga panel ever that has oh. ever been made by any person ever. 
it is Alessi <laughs> kicking the shit out of, of Child Polnareff as his. It is so he's so flexible. His legs are like one seventy <laughs> degrees. Why is the top left panel just his ass? <laughs> And like Polnara fading away, like it, he's Marty McFly, and, it, and it's, it's drawn in such a way that it doesn't look like it connects to a torso. No, it just looks right. like a disembodied ass and legs. It's Assy McGee in yellow pants. That's all it is. Huh. Well, they they had to try and make Lessie more endearing, so they give him a great ass and cut off the top half. They gave him Dio's ass from the like, Jonathan's ass. He's Dio's pants. <laughs> but then just this shot of him with the leg straight up, uh, like coming out of the middle of his abs as he just like flexes around them. This is a terrible panel. It's so bad. Viewers, you really need to experience this because this is just, oh. I, I want this on my wall. It's so bad. It's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Why does his face have muscles? I would love to know what Iraqi's inspiration for this character was because uh, God knows I don't. what it could be. I don't. That sounds like, that sounds oh, like an abyss I that I do this. not want to stare into. Yeah, uh, that, that's 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 something I want to peek into. The the dark abyss no. I want to peek into. No, mm, let me in there. <laughs> Oh. Please don't. No, no, not, not, not in the cave again. Uh, the, okay. the, the show does uh, recreate the kick fairly well. It looks more, you know, human proportioned. Uh, which in some ways makes it less good. But you know what? I think this is a good stopping point for the moment. Because oh, we're you know stopping what? the podcast? We're stopping the podcast, guys. It's over. I don't have to do any more of this. Yeah, on hiatus. <laughs> you have already watched the episode. See ya! <laughs> and by stop, I mean pause for an interstitial, because Alessi is a music reference, isn't it? I don't know what it is. I don't care. I'm out. See ya. Goodbye, Jojo! <laughs> Welcome back to, uh, I guess this is a JoJo's Bizarre Western Music reference. I'm your host, Victor, and I am here to talk about the Alessi Brothers, also known as simply Alessi. The group is composed of identical twin brothers Billy Alessi and Bobby Alessi. And though I did find one piece of evidence pointing to them being named actually William and Robert, I have to imagine they have never been called anything but Billy and Bobby. Anyway, the two brothers were born in 1953 on Long Island. In high school, they started a band with some classmates, and uh, they started gigging in the area. Seems they did alright for themselves, because by 1970, the Alessis were working on the Broadway production of the musical Hair. They met a guitarist during the run of the show, and formed another band called Barnaby By, that eventually released two albums in 1972 and 1973. Barnaby Bye never really did anything 
as far as actual mainstream success, though. And those albums don't even have their own Wikipedia entries. That's how under the radar they were. But hey, the Alessis didn't let that stop them. They kept on trucking, just the two of them, and eventually they released their self-titled debut album, Alessi, in 1976. That album produced exactly one top ten hit the following year called Oh Lori. You've been listening to it the whole time I've been talking, for what I have to assume is the first time in your life, because even though this went all the way to number eight, I have never heard it before. I have never heard of it before. And also, it sounds like exactly the kind of 70s ephemera that did not survive to the 80s, and for good reason. But it was a for real huge hit at the time, top 10 in like 17 countries. So yeah, Alessi's next notable single wouldn't be until 1982, and that only peaked at number 71 in the US. But they apparently were racking up a decent resume of behind-the-scenes credits as writers, arrangers, and backup vocalists in the meantime. They'd worked with Frankie Valli, Art Garfunkel, Andy Gibb, even John Lennon and Yoko Ono. And over the course of their career, they'd also work with Olivia Newton-John, Christopher Cross, Paul McCartney, and Debbie Gibson, among others. Uh, not much else to really say about the duo, honestly. Alessi never really had another hit, though they continue to release music to this day. They even got Barnaby Bye back together at one point and released a third album. Probably the most memorable thing they ever did was contribute the song Saving the Day to the Ghostbusters soundtrack, and I absolutely would not blame you if that doesn't ring a bell either. But it's pretty alright, and uh, we'll go back into the... Oh. Oh no, 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 no. No, wait, this was a mistake. Oh, how do I extend this interstitial? Uh, uh, uh they, did, they did some work making ad jingles. Um, uh, uh, they're, they're in the Long Island Music Hall of Fame. No, no, please, I have more. Please, uh, uh, uh Peter Frampton, uh, Rick Springfield. No, nope. all right, no. we're, we're back. No, you can't make Victor, me do get, this. Get back no, here, Victor. It's over. <laughs> you no, can't abandon no. us, like... Mike. No, I can't. No, you can't make me do this. I said I was done. <laughs> oh, no. we can't. Don't, don't make me do this. Victor, no, Victor, Victor, you have an episode and a half to go. <laughs> Victor, that's Victor. it. Stop being such a baby. No. <laughs> I think I just killed Victor. <laughs> I think he just died from that. He he killed Victor like Alessi's gonna kill Polnareff by taking out his gun and nope. Oh oh, this is it. When I saw this, I was screaming because Alessi kicks Polnareff into the ceiling. Jotaro looks back, says it. So Alessi's getting ready to kill child Polnareff. Yeah. Re reaches into his jacket. Pulls out a fucking gun. A gun! <laughs> and not, not a steel gun! gun. Not, a, not, a, not an imaginary gun. An actual fucking gun. He even has a suppressor for it. I know! It's so good! It made me so happy. Polnareff is dead! Finally! <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Silver Chariot was able to deflect all the bullets. 
could still cut the space between nothingness and nothingness. And yeah, his but, baby stand for his yeah. baby person actually still deflects the bullets. I, I like baby uh, silver chariot. It's so Mommy. good. This. Mommy. Why does it have a catchphrase now? (laughs) It's a Pokemon now. (laughs) I genuinely think this is the best part of the episode. Tiny Silver Chariot. (laughs) I I think you're right. Yeah. And it like, so the sword on Silver Chariot gets bent from all these gunshots. (laughs) Like, unless he just had to reload and he had pulled rep. But instead, he reaches into his other side of his jacket and pulls out this axe that's bigger than he is. Just his axe on it. I don't know how he was keeping it in his pants there. (laughs) It says axe in like a Roman numeral style. It's so weird. Yeah, I assumed it said 15. I thought it said 15. I think that's what the stand is. No, no, no. no, Now that I'm looking at it, it literally just says axe. Yeah. Like, no, hold on. There, there, okay, there is no Roman numeral A. Okay, between two scenes, I seen it said X. Literally says X. There's, it's clearly an A and an X. And then uh-huh. another, another shot. It's clearly an X and a V. So I, I don't know what to believe. I've only <laughs> believe the A. X. Believe the dumber one. <laughs> believe yeah. the dumber one. <laughs> Oh, maybe man. it's double sight. Like maybe one side ha- has XV and the other one has X. Yeah, sure. Sure, so, whatever. <laughs> my this... favorite part about this, uh-huh. and I wish it was the stand's whole deal, is when he takes out the axe and his shadow stand suddenly has an axe. Has and an I'm axe. like, this is so cool. This could be as cool as fucking uh, Centerfold. What's it... What was the stand's name? Manning Hang man. man. Hangman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hangman. Legitimately, Hang man. I man think. Not Man in the Mirror. <laughs> that's. Come on. The design on set, I think, is very good. It, it's a cool looking stand, and if it was just a shadow stand, that's actually pretty cool. It's weird that it makes people into tiny babies that are very upsetting. Look, but... stands can only have one power, Joey. <laughs> he has an axe! <laughs> That's more than one power! <laughs> he has axe and baby powers. <laughs> so, well, real question then. Um, could Setch shoot a shadow gun? Yes. I don't <laughs> know. It has no mechanisms. I think it has to be a just the shape of whatever it is. He could pistol whip well, somebody. It's well, a shadow... I... No, hold on. It's a shadow stand. So wouldn't the shadows of the bullet cause him to get younger? But he, huh? they're, they're on, he, he can't make bullets. It's just yeah, the can. outline. No, but the the shadow of the bullet. No, he doesn't. He only can infect his own shadow. All right. So if Alessi threw the axe, would Set throw his shadow axe? Uh, like, I have as no soon idea. as it's separated from the actual shadow, I think it would cease to be dangerous. Yeah. So the axe is sh- still dangerous. I mean, he's throwing a fucking axe. But so what if he like had a string attached to the axe, so the shadow still totally legit, totally Man. legit. So like Yo Yo might be the most effective weapon. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's always wish... been. It's always been the most effective weapon. Combat yo-yo. God, I really wish this was just this guy's whole stand. Yep. Right? Look how. <laughs> think about how fucking cool that would be. Like the eyes are so upsetting. <laughs> like like uh, between yeah. the eyes and like its arm is coming out of the wall, out of the shadow with this. Like it's it's a weird effect and it kind of works. It. I like how upsetting it is because it's sort of his shadow, but sort of shaped wrong and. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it's it got this weird, like, 
tapering effect as it goes down. There's not actual legs and mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's very upsetting. Yeah. So this this uh this stand like swings its axe at uh Polnareff and uh, Silver Chariot blocks it with its bent ass rapier and it snaps off, ricochets off the wall and lodges itself into Alessi's neck in the exact <laughs> same spot that it got Chaka. Got him. Yeah. <laughs> got him. If if only he had been adult. Silver Chariot, then he'd be dead, and we wouldn't have to talk about this anymore. <laughs> if only. Uh, so he just starts screaming on the ground. Like, again, I love how much of a weenie Alessi is. God, he's so much of a chump! <laughs> Such a chump. What an incredible weenie. So, Polnareff runs away, like, crawls away, and is picked up and kidnapped by this gorgeous Indian woman who just walks by. Or, like, She's Middle Egyptian. She's yeah. She's got to be Egyptian, right? She's Maybe. I don't know. Hey, in Egypt, there are many different types of people, remember? But There's I, children, I, women. women. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. She, her ethnicity is woman. <laughs> but yeah, I saw her gorgeous. and I was like, is Nana back? I, I didn't say Iraqi said it. <laughs> but no, seriously, I was like, is Nana back? Iraqi doesn't know how to draw women. <laughs> <laughs> she does look similar. That's probably what would be in mind of Indian. Anyway, Alessi is too afraid of this woman to strike while Polnareff is in her presence. So she oh just my God. takes him home. Just steals yeah. a child. I, I, Once again, I am incredibly uncomfortable by all the stuff that these strangers do with random, like a random child. He is bleeding. She's going to take care of him. She's a good person. The uh, question is hmm. never asked, where are your parents? Yeah, she it never is asked the, it. It hey. is the 80s. He probably doesn't have health insurance. Plot twist. She was just cleaning him up to take downstairs to her menagerie of other children yeah. in cages <gasps> in the basement. Yeah. I, I did get, like, so I couldn't tell if she was, like, putting off a child molester vibe, but, like, I felt uncomfortable about her the entire time. It's a little weird that she is ba- physically bathing another person's child that she found on the street. I think we can safely say it's problematic. I this we can safely say that about the entirety of both of these episodes. <laughs> no, no, not Iggy. Iggy's great. Sorry, yeah, Iggy is actually <laughs> the best part of both of these episodes, especially when he shows up in part two. <laughs> now, my favorite part is Mariah when she makes her brief cameo. <laughs> That's also true. true. There are a lot of things that are better than the episode we got in the episode we got. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh, we're, we're back at this woman's uh, apartment, house, I don't know. Mansion? Uh, mansion. You know and what? she's Hold like, on. okay, time to get ready for a bath. Time I, to I want that bathroom. Like, that bathroom's I, real nice. Yeah, yeah, but another point in my favor, later we find out there are bars in all the windows. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's just the style of the time. Like, there is a concrete box of a room in this place with bars on the window. And, and a not lock- much in it except like and, a bucket and a, <laughs> and a locket and a locking door and a bucket. Yeah. I think she was. <laughs> I think Polnareff might be lucky that this worked out. <laughs> so what you're saying uh, is Polnareff followed the wrong person to a secondary location. Yep. Rip. We're lucky she wasn't a stand user. Victor, were you <laughs> expecting her to be a stand user? <laughs> no. 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 No, I mean, she doesn't I, put off any vibe that expecting, indicates she's a stand user. Expecting is more than my brain was capable of at that point. 
<laughs> you just wanted the pain to stop. <laughs> I told you I was audibly groaning the whole time. Here's me. <laughs> Victor. Yeah. Victor. This episode doesn't even have the majority of the baby dick. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have to record a whole extra I'm, podcast episode with you guys about this bullshit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need y'all to get off the baby dick. I'm <laughs> not on it. Don't say things for the record. Don't say those words. <laughs> you, wanna, you, wanna, you wanna say something else? No. <laughs> that no. is on a record now, too. Don't give Joey this fuel. No, I would never. But the corpse ammunition. That's exhibit A. (laughs) So blackmail material right there. We we get some really upsetting interactions between child Polnareff, who is they say he's regressing back to a childlike nature. This might as well just be Polnareff normally. Yeah, this might as well just be Polnareff. Yeah. Super pervy as this woman starts bathing him in her night like negligee. And she's gorgeous. Polnareff's like five. It looks like he's, he's, he's five. Like, he's supposed to be like eight at this point. Ugh. He calls out that he has a baby dick. They pl- This Egyptian woman and this French child play some Japanese games to get him to get his <laughs> hair washed. Yep. Yeah, I don't like any of this. Although, this made me real, feel really uncomfortable. Point back in the curse category for Polnareff's hair being like this. If it's like this even when he's a child... <laughs> oh yeah, he did something as a child. He he cursed the witch early in life. <laughs> I'm just willing to believe that he it, like at a very young age he just decided this is me, this is my hairstyle, and just ran with it for his entire life. Yeah, that sounds right. I mean, it's it's a little more splayed out as a child. It's a little more guile-ish instead of the straight up and down cylinder that his hair is later. <laughs> It is a different design. You know what works very well for me, like uh, c- cinematically the uh, the, the axe coming that. <laughs> coming the axe coming under the, the door slowly creeping to them. That actually See, is I good. so wish Great. this was his whole stand. Great, right? We, we, we don't have to acknowledge Polnareff getting a very no. graphic. We don't. Bat no, scene we don't. No, we don't. So. She goes to wash his hair, and he's like, no, I don't want to. The shampoo's going to be in my eye. And she's, So she starts doing it, and he's, like, crying, and it zooms on his face. And she's like, is that better? And he's like, yeah, it's not so bad. And just the next line is very clearly now Alessi talking. It's great. It's, it's actually, like, a good, good tension moment. It's like, you're a good boy. Like, you can, you can uh-huh. like, wash your own hair, right? And he's like, yeah, I think I can do it. Atta boy. Atta boy. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, legit terrified. Okay, let's stop for a moment here because I need to talk about this. Uh, We didn't, we glossed over the fact that the narrator comes out to tell us that he's known for saying this. Oh, yeah. 
We didn't need the narrator to tell us that because we can tell right there. <laughs> yeah, like he's doing it. Constantly. All he says, it's like he's yeah. a Pokemon. It's like, and, uh... <laughs> like we didn't need their narrator to tell us that uh, Death Thirteen is going lally ho. <laughs> Death Thirteen uh, uh, likes so to say lally ho. Joe and Christina lally watching ho. with me told me that they watched the dub originally and they they do translate it to Attaboy in the dub, but in the in the Hulu translation we were watching, they translated as very good. And I don't know which is worse. Don't don't like that. (laughs) Okay, so I heard what he was saying in Japanese, and my subtitles were telling me Attaboy, but I'm like, okay, I'm certain that this is being localized in some way, and I just wasn't sure what uh, the original phrase meant. But um, yeah, but yeah, in the dub they translated to Attaboy also, and it's very bad. So what did you say it was translated as? Uh, uh, in the Hulu sub, it is translated as "very good." Very good. No, no, I don't like it. Mm-mm. No. Tim, uh, what is this manga panel you just? Do you posted? want somebody to put their hands on your shoulder so, and be like, "Very good." No, no. depends on the person. No. <laughs> I mean, yes. What my if they wife, look like a lesbian? <laughs> No, absolutely not. Exactly. No, no. I not even if it was my wife. Please don't ever dress up like a lessie. Never <laughs> surprise your significant other by dressing as a lessie. Oh man, you, you know what I'm dressing up as for Halloween. <laughs> Tim, Ellie is going to murder you. That's, it. That's the one, officer. <laughs> Victor, I'll deserve I, I, it, but you Victor, know, I think I need to talk to Acacia now. <laughs> Work something out. God. Uh, When it it zooms out, Alessi is now the one washing Polnareff's hair. And from here on out, I actually really love the way Alessi is drawn because they're exact. He's exaggerated and cartoonish, and made to be about eight hundred feet tall. (laughs) Like he's the Incredible Hulk, like cowering over a Polnareff who has shrunk to half the size he was half a second ago. He becomes. Legit terrifying now that Polnareff has gotten so tiny. Like it, it, he's actually like scary. It, like Polnareff just ran, like, his size fluctuates like crazily through the next of the episode. Not just because of Alessi's power, just because they oh. draw him weird. There's no consistency to him. Okay, I've the, got the it. chasing is fucking terrifying. I've yeah. got it, guys. Oh. I finally figured it out. I knew there was a reason he reminded me of Pennywise. It's because he's probably just inspired by Pennywise because it, the miniseries, came out the same year this chapter did. Oh, boy. Ooh, actually, you know? I, I'd believe that, especially with like okay. the, the, the child powers or whatever. You know what? That's a little bit fair. I Yeah, just like it's a that. malevolent entity that looks like a clown and enjoys killing children. It's Pennywise. Okay. Mm-hmm. I buy it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what this note is for, but it's the last one I wrote. It just says, God, Alessi, die. <laughs> no, that's just for the whole episode. That's yeah. the whole episode. That's, yeah. that's there, it. There it is. You summed it up perfectly. Yeah. And so we freeze frame on uh, Alessi. Polnareff's swinging, death. Yeah. So swinging that axe at Polnareff. And then I've never been so happy to hear last train home. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, Man, I didn't even get it because like it went to an ad cut right at the after the two be continued before last train home, and we were like, nope, we're getting this over as fast as possible. <laughs> we don't need the next on. We don't. <laughs> oh man! So Victor, mm. are you seriously about to do this? How would you like the episode? Are, are, are you for real right now? <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna well. ban the bit at this point. It, it, he loved it all right while victor recovers from his stroke how did you two enjoy the episode i as much as i bitch i like it's not it might be the worst episode but it's still an okay episode of jojo no it isn't i still think it's okay no you take i'm not gonna be like i'm not gonna be your credibility is going in the toilet right now (laughs) Uh, there is joy to be found in these two episodes i I love jojo man I still think these are the worst two episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. And no, if, you, I, I, if I, this I, is your favorite episode of JoJo's Bizarre <laughs> Adventure, give us, let us know because I, I would love to know why. I need this a is your favorite. Favorite. No, no, don't t- don't say that. I don't want to know that person. If if this Joey, is your you favorite have to episode read of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, please give a call to your local like insane Priest. asylum mental institution turn yourself <laughs> in all right no. remove yourself from society <laughs> uh, if you identify with alessi at all if help. anything about alessi spoke to you on a deep personal level <laughs> please call the police on yourself hey no alessi's fine he 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 had the thought maybe i'm crazy and then he thought oh only crazy, uh, like uh, crazy people, don't think that uh, maybe I'm crazy, so I must be good. <laughs> that was actually, perfect. That was a good line. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's really ramps up the psychotic, like serial child murderer nature of him. It it fits. I don't like it. If this episode, like if these two episodes were twenty five percent darker and had like. 90% less child dick. I think they'd actually be a pretty good episode. Not 100? Episodes. You're not going to just shoot for 100, Joey? I can't. Look, I'm not asking for the possible here. I know what I'm likely to get, okay? <laughs> no, you don't shoot for the realistic number. You shoot for the one that's correct. Oh, no, the realistic number is a 20% reduction in child yeah. dick. <laughs> Unfortunately. Just think, we got one episode in, of Oingo Boingo... And two, and two episodes of Alessi. <laughs> <laughs> this is a crime. Why would you tell me that? <laughs> oh, oh, man. This is violence to your viewer. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Rock, oh, I, I like... It. I, I have not exaggerated any of my accounts of my viewing experience. By the end of it, I had lost the will to go on. I, all I could do was throw my phone on the floor. I was groaning throughout the whole thing. Joe and Christina told me that it was they had seen this episode twice already. Once when they went through the first time and Christina wasn't paying attention. Once uh, when they rewatched it after she got really into it during Diamonds Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. And now this time it's their third time through. And they were telling me that it was so much worse for them this time because when you're watching it alone and you chose to do this, you're just in it. You just accept it. But when you have to watch somebody else experience it for the first time, you just cringe on their behalf the whole time. It's like when you play a funny video for someone and they ain't laughing. Oh, and then you and check you the feel time real... you're like, oh, this is a seven-minute video. You feel really <laughs> comfortable about it. And like, this real is, this is, is like, oh, two episodes. 
<laughs> of they ain't laughing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thank you all for watching. <laughs> Where can we find everyone? Don't you find can... me. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Los Grantalonis. That's Los underscore Grantalonis. You can find me, Tim, at Big Blue Zam, where you can see Polnareff getting kicked in the chest. You can and find hopefully no Polnareff dick. <laughs> no Polnareff dick. Yeah, please don't post please, that. That's a crime, Tim. Uh, <laughs> you can find me, Victor, on Twitter at TF Waffleman. Tweet at the podcast at Joestar All Stars, and follow the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, JoestarAllStars.fireside.fm. Send us an email to joestarallstars at gmail.com. Let, remember to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. We appreciate it. And we appreciate every time anyone else reaches out to us or even says our name. We can hear it. <gasps> yeah, stand you know, up. <laughs> share us with your friends, whatever. We appreciate you, listener. Thank you. Thanks. <sighs> Man, here's a peek behind the kimono. We get to do the next episode right now. We record them back to back, baby. Whoa! Power through. If you thought Victor was bad this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm having a great time, man. Uh, I'm just staring at the floor right now. Like, I. We did it. We finally broke him. We finally broke him. (laughs) You you thought it would be strength, but no. (laughs) Now that we've made it through the lowest of lows, Victor. The Stockholm Syndrome for JoJo really starts kicking in. There's no Strength. escape. At- There's Strength no was escape a cinematic now. masterpiece compared to this. Man, maybe next episode, like, maybe Darby the Gambler is not the best episode of JoJo. Maybe it just comes after Alessi. <laughs> it also might be one of the best episodes of JoJo, but I think, after- yeah. <laughs> when, Look, you wouldn't right, truly yeah, appreciate it if you didn't slog your way through Alessi, though. And now that I'm trying to think of like what couldn't you have put after this that we wouldn't praise as high cinema? <laughs> 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 oh yeah, Tarkus and Blueford, man, they were so Fuck. deep. They had such a backstory. They came just at the right time. It's like how, how many axes the, did they break trying the, to chop through his neck? Like, yeah, the ow. the heel face turn ow. on on ow. on Blueford, where he you, he gives him the luck and plucks. Oh, it's such a big moment. Uh, oh, when he picks it up with his hair. Could you believe it? <laughs> None of them have baby dicks. <laughs> Tarkus definitely has a baby dick. Anyway. That's probably true. <laughs> thank you all for watching. <laughs> this has been Just Star All Stars. Signing out for all of you Iggy Side Story Nerds out there. <laughs> Say goodbye, Jojo. Goodbye. Goodbye, Jojo. Do you really believe that Dio would have let Tarkus have a baby dick? <laughs>